Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I'm your host, Casper, the friendly ghost. I'm so thrown off. <laughs> Didn't know you were starting like this. I throw you and off. And I... I'm trying to be like a haunted hotel, like... <laughs> oh, good evening. Good evening. Um, and I am your other host, Becky Grimlin. I just realized that our recording volume is all the way up. Let's oh, calm that Jesus down. Christ. I am so sorry. We were screaming in pieces. <laughs> they were like, ears. <laughs> you see those videos where the people that are like on creepy. the couch? That was terrifying. <laughs> and the TV turns on a commercial and they're like blowing away. That was what everyone was doing right now. Me with also, Netflix. It's time to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. And tonight is a very extra special spooky episode because we're going to be talking about our experiences at Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Extra special spooky. Do you have your spot? <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you have your pumpkin pie latte? <laughs> From Dunkin' Donuts? Like earlier when I said your face on the post book. That was great. Yeah. The face on the post book with your spumpkin pie latte. It's amazing. Pun, pun, spunk. So, did you go to Dunkin' and get your pumpkin spice latte to sit down and have this conversation with us? Because things are about to get real spoopy up in here with all the ghosts. <laughs> Sorry, I had a seizure. Um, so, we experienced quite a bit, actually, at Waverly Hills. Uh... We already had our episode where we talked about the history of Waverly Hills, so if you missed that and you want to know more about what actually happened there, please feel free to go back and listen to that episode. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what I think it's a, it was in July of last was. year, I believe. No, actually it was uh April of last year. It was in April of last year. <laughs> You're like, I think it was in July. No, it was in April. Because um, I remember August was the reformatory, so. It was our April 18th episode right after our Jordan Peele episode. So um, if you guys want to go back and listen to that episode um, to get any history about Waverly Hills, this would be a good time to do that. Um, Waverly Hills. That's not where I want to be. Hey. Hey. Living in Waverly. <laughs> um, which is kind of crazy because when I told my dad that the owner lives right next to it, he was like, uh-uh, no. And uh, I don't blame him because I would own it, but I wouldn't want to live there either. Well, think about the woman personally. who owns the Borden house. She lives in the fucking... I mean, that would be dope, but... Uh... <laughs> Like, she fucking came in for a shower. Well, she's I mean, like, it's like late before we had our tour. Bathroom was. And she comes, she's like, I'm taking a shower. And I'm like, I couldn't imagine every time I needed a shower to be like, I gotta go to the haunted location to get a shower. <laughs> I'm here for a shower. I mean, where else was she supposed to shower? The river. <laughs> the river. Um, so if you guys just gonna give you guys a quick run through, uh Waverly Hills was a tuberculosis sanatorium during a huge epidemic of what they called the White Death. Um it was located in Louisville, Kentucky. It opened in nineteen ten and closed in nineteen sixty one. Um it saw close to sixty thousand deaths uh reportedly uh, allegedly in the time that it was open as a sanatorium going back and listening to our old episode we were able to substantiate substantiate that it was at least 
one death per hour in the time that it was open. Um, also enjoy the Jesus cheese part. And if you don't know what that is, pretty funny. Go listen to the episode. It's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> um, so uh, after it closing as a uh, sanatorium, it was a uh, nursing home for some time called Woodhaven. There were abuse and mistreatments of the patients subsequently during that time. Um, it closed not long after, I think in the like 70s or 80s, it remained abandoned until Tina Mattingly bought it and she is still the owner to this day. Um, so they do haunted tours. They do a um, Halloween uh, haunted house set up on the first floor during that time of year. Um, we did ask in case anybody's interested and more than likely this year they probably won't. So yeah. um, unfortunately, a lot of ha haunted houses due to the viral infection will not be happening this year, but I think we all kind of expected that. Um, so just kind of wanted to give you guys a quick run through. Um, I'm still salty about that, by the way. Yeah. There's an extra October. I mean, there's an extra October. There's an extra Saturday. And October. Extra October. <laughs> is there? It's, oh my God, that would be amazing. October and October. Duh. Um, I'm all for it. <laughs> October part. Duh. I'm all for it. I love it. Um, well, I mean, November basically. I was like, November can be a second October. Second October. I mean, it kind of is. It's just Every as time. spoopy, and we get turkey. So, I mean, like, so. it's just as spoopy, and we get turkey. Or ham. Or both. I prefer turkey. Or whatever. But. I do, too. I totally prefer turkey. But I digress. So, um, just kind of want to give you guys a quick run through, because, so if any of you have never done or been to Waverly Hills Sanatorium for any of the paranormal tours. The paranormal tours are done overnight. Um, you don't get a chance to see the sanatorium prior to the tour. They do keep a lot of that on lockdown. They have to. They still get trespasses to this day. Totally understandable. It's not in the middle of nowhere. It's pretty much smack dab in a neighborhood next to a golf course. So it's totally <laughs> understandable that they would get trespassers even now mm -hmm. i recommend that if people want to see it during the day and get more of a history lesson of the place because casper and i definitely plan on doing this there's two hour daytime tours that they do so we definitely plan on doing that at some point because we're only a two hour drive from louisville uh there were a few other people from ohio when we were there uh i think one from tennessee so um they keep you pretty separated um masks and everything with what's going on so that's great i think um, part of it was different because of covid too yeah there was a so, lot of changes so yeah. a lot of you know there were probably things that were different it was a lot different than other you know we're we're noobs <laughs> to the paranormal investigating world so um you know obviously with lizzie borden you're gonna get a tour there's the whole history it was a bed and breakfast so we stayed there it just so happened that it was haunted and then of course the reformatory we got a whole visit uh it was the backdrop of the famous movie the shawshank redemption so you had the whole part of the tour with that on top of it being an old haunted prison. So um, you don't get much of a tour when you do this. Um, I don't know if that's a norm 
And it probably is, but part of it, I think also some changes had to do, like Casper said, with what's going on with COVID right now. Um, well, they specifically like not being able were, to let people in and out. Exactly. Because like at the that. reformatory, yeah. this was last year, they let us in and out as we pleased. When I listened to what someone else said about coming here, they said that they did that too. But when we asked to leave to go to the car to get something, the tour guides specifically said, we're not doing that right now because of COVID. So it's very clear that some things have changed due to the fact that COVID is a thing. So it was it was different because of that. Also wearing a mask, it was hot. <laughs> yeah. So humid. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was really humid, not gonna lie. Um, we were like, we need our hoodies. No. Also, forewarning, there's bats. Yeah, just to let there's you guys know. There's a, lot, a of lot of bats. You are in... The good news is, no mosquitoes. Mid to southern Kentucky. Um, yeah, no mosquitoes. It's amazing. I've been camping with my husband in Mammoth Cave National Park. Uh, not far from there. So, the great thing when we went camping... And, of course, there's bats in caves. But in the park itself... There's bats everywhere, so no mosquitoes. That was amazing when you're camping, no bugs. Um, but yeah, they like don't forewarn you about that, and nobody says anything about that. So just letting people know, yeah, there's a lot of bats, a lot of bats. Um, they're only terrifying when they fly past your face at 100 miles an hour. Yeah, and you think they're gonna like <laughs> literally fly right in literally your face. Thought, literally thought. Um, the sanatorium itself is big the layout doesn't seem very big when you're on when you're actually inside of it um when you're going floor by floor and again you don't get to explore the whole entire extent of the place there obviously are still some areas that are uh closed off and uh possibly haven't been renovated yet um, you do get about 80%, 80, 85. Yeah, so I mean, it's a really good chunk of it. The place looks, even from the outside, from, you know, if you guys were on our social medias uh, and saw the pictures in the dark, it's so ominous of how big it is. And uh, it, it's just exciting after you've. Driving up on it was crazy. It. It's a place I've wanted to go, we've wanted to go for many years. You've watched. So many ghost hunting so shows and seen all of the other experiences and things that they captured that it's like this is like a once in a lifetime opportunity and it was really incredible. Um, uh, the gift shop was really cool too. I'm wearing my shirt. Uh, there's like 15 bucks for t-shirts. They sell them on their yeah. Their website, shirts are so really, cheap. really awesome. That was like <laughs> totally dope. They, they sell were masks really too. Reasonable. I bought me a mask. I love it. Um, so yeah, that was that was so cool. Like. Walking in, um, yeah, you're just like, you get right into it. You know, they kind of basically start you from the top and then you work your way down. So the, the very top floor, the fifth floor is, uh, most of that is the rooftop basically, because that's where the children, children's ring was. And if people remember like from, uh, I like to reference, some of the old ghost hunters episodes back in season four was the first time they were there in 2006. And then they came back again, I think in like season seven in 2010 it was one of the final times there they were there. Um, 
but they, if you look at some of the pictures, there was like that jungle gym of the kids playing on it outside. And like, that was on the rooftop that would have been on the fifth floor. Um, and then the fifth floor was also the infamous 502, uh, room where the, picture of that the uh, where the, you know, nurses committed suicide. The one hung herself. The other one jumped out the window. Uh, we did not get any activity in that room is as, as best. I, I got touched. Remember? Not in that room. I got dressed on my face. Do you remember me telling you that? Oh, yeah. I didn't think it happened in that room. It happened in that room. Oh, okay. Where it felt like somebody... So what happened was... It's actually, it's really funny because I took a picture with a flash and when we looked back at it, there was a ball in the picture. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, there's a ball. When I walked back into the room and I bent over to pick up the ball... And I got back up. I felt a finger caress my. That's right. I remember you telling my, me that uh, I didn't, face because nothing happened to me in that room, and I don't know what. That's it all was that because... happened, though. It was just a caress of my face. That's all it was. Because not long after that happened, and we left, mm-hmm. uh, the group of people that we were in, there was, I think, like three or four of them that were coming into that room. Yeah, because they were over on the other side, mm-hmm. kind of outside. So it wasn't long after, and I think that's why, just a disclaimer to everybody, especially if you've been listening to this podcast long enough, um, Casper and I have had personal experiences before, uh, with being empaths. So it's, most people, we, we don't, we don't consider ourselves paranormal investigators. Let's just get that right out of the way. There were people there specifically with meters and cameras and different things to get photographic or audio evidence of, uh, some type of paranormal experiences. Um, of course it's great if you get those things. And there were a few things that we did capture on audio and, um, video. So it's great when you do get those things because those do substantiate stories, but, For us being empaths and not necessarily paranormal investigators, a lot of things that we're going to state as far as our own personal experiences are ours and ours alone. So we just want to say, because I'm sure we've mentioned this before, that there's a lot of people out there that are absolutely not going to believe what we say at all. And we totally respect that. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are going to come from people that either don't believe or they've never had those experiences themselves. And that's completely understandable on both of those fronts. And you're completely allowed to have that opinion um for people who are open to the spiritual realm who are open to the other side who are themselves empaths possibly mediums who have also had their own experiences you will completely understand these um and the nice thing about us being able to both be empaths as well as do these investigations together is that we both have been able to substantiate each other's stories. So wait till you hear um, one that we have in instances. Yeah. So we just wanted to mention that like, um, so there's going to be people that aren't going to believe us, but that's understandable if you've never had these experiences yourself. Uh, it's always good to be a healthy skeptic. There is absolutely nothing. Honestly, when we, investigate we try to debunk it before anything anything happens you try to debunk it you try to okay well it was this or okay okay like for instance there was something i caught on an evp and uh 
it sounds like a moan, but it's actually a car. Right. That sounds terrible. <laughs> you listen to it enough times, you're able to go, okay, then you can yeah. debunk and figure out that's what that but was. But there are just some things that... If just... you can't explain it, you can't explain it whether or not you want to say it was spiritual, demonic, whatever. If you can't explain it, you just flat out can't explain it. So, um, that's why I just wanted to preface by saying that I don't, we, we don't consider ourselves paranormal investigators necessarily. <laughs> But definitely, no. No ectoplasms going on over here. Um, (laughs) We do feel things, though. And there's just a lot of things that have happened to us and a lot of things that happened specifically when we were here that neither one of us can explain except for the fact that it had to do with something uh, paranormal. I mean, that's the only other way I I can explain it. And you're in... One of the most haunted places in America, in the country, that has had some really, really, really horrific deaths, as well as, I believe, and we were having this discussion too, that I think specific, specifically places like this, like a hospital or a uh, prison like uh, Mansfield Reformatory, um, I think you're going to get more residual hauntings, and Casper agreed, because you're in areas that were constantly on a routine that saw a lot of death and a lot of tragedy and a lot of sadness and, and all of that builds energy and that energy stays there. Where else is it going to go? So I think that's a lot of what's happening at Waverly Hill Sanatorium is that it's, and in a way this is, it's exciting to have these experiences, but it's also bittersweet because you need to respect the fact that these were people at one time and they died here and they died of something that was absolutely horrific that had no cure at the time if you were sent to waverly hill sanatorium during the tuberculosis epidemic you were sent there to die and it was almost ironic in a way to be in a place (laughs) where People died from a lung disease where they couldn't breathe and they basically suffocated to death with what's happening now. It's just a little. Or you can't breathe. It's just a little ironic. Just, just a tad bit. Especially with one of the experiences. Yeah. This is pretty much one of the first experiences that we had on the fourth floor. So basically all that happened on the fifth floor was I was touched on the right. face. That's, Nothing that's literally, else happened on the fifth floor. I was caressed on the face, and that was that was literally it. So on the fourth floor, the tour guide actually told us if you see... Well, we can get to that later, because that's after what happened to me. Um, we were starting to walk... We just walking. What we usually like to do is we usually like to walk and see where we're drawn. Um, we were walking on the outside, and I said, I'm drawn to this room in here. And so I went in there, and she came in with me, and literally seconds she came in, she goes, my chest hurts. It's hard to breathe. Yeah. And it was actually, like, heavy to the point where it was hard for me to breathe, but my chest wasn't hurting. It was just hard to breathe. It was really <laughs> heavy in that room my lungs hurt my back and my chest hurt hurt? yeah my back and my chest hurt my lungs hurt um 
So I decided to take an EVP in there. Now... And I don't smoke. I just want to preface. I don't smoke cigarettes. And I don't... There... I'm not... I, I wasn't sick. I'm not... There would literally be no other physical explanation as to why... Well, you were my fine before you walked in would there. be hurting. And I was perfectly <laughs> fine before I walked in there. So... Um, I took an EVP. Now, as far as the EVPs go, guys, we tried to record it and it doesn't sound good on this. If any of you know how to turn a voice record off of a phone, an Android phone, into a file that I can share... Please email me at the DFWTO8493 at gmail.com. If you know how to do that, by all means, you can tell me because I would love to share the reformatory EVP we got too. Uh, but I just, I can't figure out how to get it up to do that. Um, so I'll just, ex we'll, we're going to explain the EVPs to you. So this EVP that I got, when you first turn it on, there's a, it um, I don't want to say it's a cough. But it's some kind of like, <clears throat> that's what, kind of what it sounds like. Like somebody clearing their throat. And uh, I'm like, you know, are, is there someone here with us? And then I say, did you die here? And after I say, did you die here? There's like a, <sighs> like that. And it's like either someone clearing their throat or like almost a relief, like a. <sighs> that's what it sounded like to me. It sounded like a. <sighs> So, and then I say, like, I I mark when people move, like, like, Becky moved her foot, and I was like, that was Becky moving. So, um, yeah, that was the first EVP we caught, and I never thought, I never even thought we would have caught anything in that room. I just remember her being like, my chest hurts. Like, and then as I was about to finish the EVP, my lower back got touched. So, there was clearly something in there. Trying to probably die of tuberculosis, honestly, because the the heaviness of her chest, the fact that it sounded like a cough, someone clearing their throat. Was just yeah, that seemed perfectly normal to me as far as something you would get right. in an area where people died of, you know, basically a lung infection. Exactly. So that was perfectly normal that you would get that type of EB. EVP that sounded like somebody trying to cough or catch their breath. Um, I'll let you tell the next story because that's all you. Now, where was this still? On this the was floor? the same floor. floor. Mm -hmm. Okay. Start with what the tour guide told us. Okay, there was a. Uh, <clears throat> so, going back to the Ghost Hunters episodes where they talk a lot about shadow people, and this was mentioned more so in the second. Well, okay, there were three episodes of Ghost Hunters over the time that they went there. The second episode was a Halloween episode, I think in 2007, 2008, they did live. And then 2010 is when they came back for the third time. So in that third time is when they started talking more about shadow people. And uh, one, in, a couple in particular, one called a creeper, uh, one that will look like a trash can, like tucked in a corner and then stand up. And then one that's just a big giant mass. So when no. the, yeah, basically. So when the tour guide mentioned, he mentioned uh, pretty much all of them and then mentioned the mass as well. He wanted a little bit more detail as far as it taking up most of the hallway and it will start to move its way down the hallway. And 
just get out of its way, basically. And I'm like, well, fuck yeah, duh, no, I'm not gonna like, come on, bro, like I'm not describe Zach, what it looks. Like, I'm not though. Zach Bagel Bites. Um, I don't fucking take on ghosts. Take like I'm out of, I'm the fuck out of here. <laughs> like so, uh, Casper was in a room, and I don't know what compelled me to want to go back out in the hallway again you just kind of go with your feelings when you're like us in places like this so yeah she completely stayed in the hallway while i was in this room like casper said it's it's i we never we definitely never separated from one another but there were times where I would be in a hallway or she would be in a room or she would be in a room and I would be in a hallway or whatever, you know, because wherever you're drawn to is where you're going to gravitate. It's from wherever you're feeling. So she was in the room and as soon as I started looking down that hallway, so about the best way I can describe it is anybody that has ever seen pictures of what the hallways of Waverly Hills look like on the outside hallways are where they had the big open windows but on the inside hallways are rooms are doorways so there's light shining in from the doorways and about the best that I can describe is that I started to see so it's dark down the hallway but it went from dark to clearly a mass. And then the mass started getting, it was either getting bigger or getting closer one way or the other. It started blocking out the light in the doorways as it was coming down the hallway right towards me. And I mean, it wasn't like super fast, but fast enough that it was like, I'm like, what is that? wait a minute, what is that? And then the first room's blocked out, the second room's blocked out. By the third room, I was like, zoink, Scoob! I mean, I went, like, full shaggy mode and was like, oh, no! Like, I distinctly remember saying that, and I did, like, shuffle of the feet and ran into the room that Casper was in and just stood there. She did. She was like, whoa, what? what is... Whoa, 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 whoa! And she, like... She just, like, booked it, and I was like, what? And she goes, I just saw the shadow he was talking about. And if you guys have seen the movie The Nun, when Valet comes down the hallway and it all the lights go out, she said that's what it looked like. That's a, yeah, that's exactly what it looked like, except there was nothing there. It yeah, was because dark. we waited in that room, because I was waiting to see something to pass, and nothing ever, I never saw anything, and then I peeked out, and it was light again. Because he said... If you move, it'll go away. But he said, don't stand there. Don't stand there and try to challenge it. Fuck no, I'm not doing that. Like, <laughs> I know how that movie ends. I don't, uh-uh. Hell no. Do the no, no, no. I told y'all, I'm not Zach Bagel Bites. I don't fucking, I don't fight shit head on. Like, Well, here's the crazy that. part of it. Right before that even happened, I was taking pictures, flash photography pictures down that hallway. And I have a series of five pictures. Now, I can post these, but I'm telling you, you have to have the brightness on your phone all the way up, and you have to be sitting in a pitch black room to be able to see this. Because we saw them 
after we were pretty much done on the last floor mm-hmm. and we were we were in a dark room looking at them with the brightness turned up and that's the only way you could see it because she tried to show them to me in the daylight here you can't see and it. you can't see them at all it's just you're looking down a dark hallway so but the craziest thing is that too the first picture if you look at it if if you just look at the pictures in the series there's five the first three it's pitch black the fourth one you can see down the hallway and then the fifth one is pitch black again now if you look at them in the dark with the brightness up in the first picture there's a slight dark mass at the end but in the second picture there is a huge figure huge black figure just standing there at the at the end of the hallway and then by the third one it's not as big and then the fourth picture it's light down the hallway and you can see and then the fifth picture it's dark again so it was almost like and that happened before she saw it so it was like it was manifesting itself at that point and then I felt compelled to go in another room. And then when I went to the other room, she stayed out in the hallway. And that's when it happened to her. So the timing of the pictures was insane because it literally happened right before she physically, excuse me, physically saw it. And it was fucking terrifying seeing that on a, on my phone. And it's it's funny you say manifest because essentially if you read anything about spiritual activity... That's basically what they do. They they harness, obviously there's energy in the area that would keep them there, but to show themselves or become more active, there is energy that they are going to feed off of. So it is almost kind of like they have to gain the kind, momentum. Of, kind of ramp themselves. Yeah, gain momentum, kind of ramp themselves up a little bit to to get going. Um, you know, and we never, uh, definitely one thing you never want to do and we've never done this either is provoke anybody. I mean, again, like we said from the very beginning, these were people. Even that dark mass was a person, you know, these an angry were, person, but a these person. were family. I believe that was just a massive energy. Um, it could be the anger, just anger. Yeah, just up. anger, pain, energy. Energy, mm-hmm. that's all energy. I'm I'm very much in a belief that all of that is energy. I believe feelings are energy. Mm-hmm. I believe what you give off is energy. It's all energy. So when when you are hurt physically, emotionally, that's energy. When you cry, that's energy. When you laugh, that's energy. It's all energy and it's all that you put out there and it's all put out there even after you die. So I believe in a place like this, all of that collective and all of that collective painful energy is still there. And all those masses and shadows and everything are just the manifestation of years of pain and hurt and death and depression and sorrow and just all of it. Um, so it's being re- very respectful of the fact that these were someone's family and just keep that in mind. So I don't, I, you know, it's definitely, I've, I've just never thought it's a good idea to provoke. Cause I would be like provoking some, you wouldn't provoke someone in real life. You get your ass kicked. So, I mean, <laughs> You know, like, what the fuck you think is going to happen if you provoked a, a fucking ghost? Exactly. 
So, um, the next experience that that we had was very personal to both of us. Uh, very emotional, very emotional. Unfortunately, we did not catch any EVPs with this. This is 100% personal. Um, we were in the side of the children's ward on fourth floor. Was it me that started feeling him first? I think it was me. No, I did, because this was the first time I ever got touched. Something started touching the back of my leg. That's right. It was you. You did start feeling I thought it first. was a bug, and I was like, nope. Because remember, bats, no bugs. <laughs> exactly. There were no bugs. There, I mean, literally, you're you're out in the open. I mean, like I said, you're not out in the middle of nowhere, but you're out in the open. So you would think bugs, no bugs. They were not. It was fingers. I felt tiny fingers on... Uh, my calf, it would have been on the back of my calf. And like somebody was grabbing the back of my calf and then, uh, the cold spots everywhere. Oh my and God, then again, it got so cold right there. The, uh, mind you guys, it was humid. Guys, there was so much it humidity was so hot. that, okay. So you're, we were about, what would you say? Like 15, 20 miles outside of downtown Louisville. And you could yeah, see, just about it. you could see you the, could see the, the, the haze <laughs> of the humidity above the city uh skylights so that's how hazy and humid it was um so and again that was the great thing of having casper there because we were both able to corroborate the cold spots um this is the first time ever in any paranormal experiences i have seen apparitions i have seen shadow people i have seen masses i have seen things move i have heard things footsteps all throughout my entire life even in my own childhood home this is the first time i was ever touched ever i've never been touched before and that was the first time i was ever touched it was a child it was a little boy it was grabbing the back of my calf casper started to feel the cold spots then she started to feel it touch her hand Mm -hmm. and we both got incredibly emotional i could not believe what's actually crazy the tears we both started crying now neither one of us actually heard the other one get i didn't hear you getting emotional you didn't hear me getting emotional until we spoke to each other yeah and I heard your voice crack. We were crying at the same and time. And we don't cry. Mind you guys, we don't just cry. Why would we cry in the middle of a abandoned hospital room? Even in the Borden home with the two children, you know, go back and listen to that episode. Yeah, I didn't cry. We didn't cry. It was emotional because it was a terrible story. They were killed by their own mother mm-hmm. and they're stuck there. And, you know, we definitely had personal experiences with those children. We definitely did not get emotional. This was incredibly emotional. Uh, it, it just, it was overwhelming. It took me actually a good five to ten minutes after it happened for me to be okay. Like, I was, I was very, very upset. Because it felt like my nephew. I have a nephew, I have three nephews and a niece. And it was one specific nephew that I just kept feeling like his spirit obviously it wasn't him he's not dead <laughs> but, <laughs> like no um it felt like him and i kept getting a name in my head over and over and over and it was jake now jacob it could have been jacob i don't know why that name just kept popping in my head maybe his name wasn't jacob maybe it was a, you know i don't know but we both got really emotional after that, and after a little while, he eventually went away. 
but that it, it stayed it stayed for a while it stayed for a good a good five minutes or oh, so. oh yeah we said a prayer afterwards i was uh i definitely felt compelled to um only because again i just really didn't like the idea of a child being stuck there of a child's spirit being stuck there especially so much to the point that it reached out in the way that it did um he was and he i know was for so me sweet. i don't i don't have any nephews that you know uh i have a half or a nephew-in-law um but i don't he's older and uh but just the fact um kids mm-hmm. i have a very motherly instinct and and just anything with children i mean i i know like one of our very first episodes we talked about jonestown a little bit but i still have never felt comfortable doing a jonestown episode because i can't even i can't even watch stuff about that it's or hard look to at listen pictures to of that, that or listen to it because i start hearing them babies crying and i'm like nope i'm out i can't i can't do it because i i have nieces and i love babies and babies Molly. You guys want to hear something real uh, fucked up? It's like, yeah, no. The next uh-uh. day, that nephew called me. I know, right? <laughs> he called me, so we got back, he called me Sunday night, and he called me to ask me when I was coming over to give him his birthday present. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but when I answered the phone, because I thought it was my brother-in-law Like, calling. yeah, 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 just my birthday present. <laughs> and he, I said hello, and he goes, hey, chicken. He calls me chicken. And my heart sank. When I heard his voice, because I knew it was him, and it just took me back to this little boy, because I was like, it just felt so much like the same spirit of my nephew, like that they, they would have like been friends or something. Like I don't know why it felt like him, but it did. And like I said, obviously it wasn't because he's fine. <laughs> he just turned eight. All is well. <laughs> yes, but that was a very personal experience, especially for for Becky because. I am always touched. And I feel like I'm touched because I invite it. I don't mind being touched. I don't I don't mind it. I really don't. It freaks me out at first, but I don't mind it. She kind of puts off an energy like I don't want to be touched, but she does that to real people or to alive people too, so it's kind of like mm-hmm. nothing any different. Like so I am so glad that she got that experience because whenever I'm touched, I freeze. I don't move. And she never understood that until she got touched. And what's actually crazy is I watched a Ghost Adventures episode the other day, and they literally said, when you get touched, you freeze. Mm-hmm. Because your body's reacting, and, like, he doesn't know what to do. Because mm-hmm. I got my foot touched at one point, and I stopped. And she was asking me what was wrong, and I almost, I literally couldn't even speak to her. I was just frozen. And I finally was able to be like, my my calf, my leg is being touched right now. And she was like, oh, I thought something like, because I was like, I wouldn't speak. And she's like, what's happening? Oh, I didn't know what was going on. I was just like, huh? I need more context. to um, But you don't know what's going on and you're trying to rationalize it in your head. And then once you do figure out what it is. In a way, you're freaked out, and in another way, you don't want it to stop mm-hmm. because you have made full-on physical contact with the spirit. Now, At the some, very least, something very unexplainable is happening to you. Sometimes, so, most yeah. of the time, it feels like 
a spider web. There's because like, there was another time when we were there where I felt something on my elbow and it felt like that. A spider web. It felt like a spider web. It definitely wasn't a spider web. It it's a, definitely it's a wasn't a spider tingly, web, but that's what it felt like. A tingling. A tingly feeling. It's not always like that now. Let just explain to you, it's not always like that. But because what I felt on the back of my calf were definitely soft. That was a full-on hand, wasn't it? Soft fingerprints. They felt like little they felt like tips, tips of fingers, soft tips of fingers touching the back of my calf. Not so much grabbing the back of my calf, but just like in certain spots, like touching, just kind of like, almost like poking me, mm-hmm. like a kid would poke you. Um, now the thing I felt on my face in 502, that felt like a spider Like web. a spider web. Yeah. Because it was, it, it didn't feel like a finger per se, but it felt like a spider web was being caressed across my cheek because again these are spirits so you're not going to feel flesh you're not going to feel like a human finger or it's energy a, yeah it's just it's it's a collection of energy is what you're feeling so that's why it's going to feel like a tingling sensation or something very faint or like a tickle or like a spider web or like just something very soft um now I'm that's all that that's all that happened on the fourth fourth and fifth floor that's um, all that happened because the third floor third was the other floor, little boy that was Timmy. Um, so that guy, I think we did mention him on the last episode. If I think not, we talked about him. He's mentioned on pretty much every single ghost show or mm. paranormal investigation of Waverly Hill Sanatorium. Timmy is the little boy that likes to play with the, the balls. There are there's balls all over all the third over floor. The place. There's soccer <laughs> balls. There's bouncy balls. There's baseballs. There's... I care everywhere. I kicked a soccer ball down the hallway and I looked at her and I said, listen, if that bitch gets kicked back down here, I'm trampling you. Hell no. <laughs> to the no, no, no. No, she would trample But low me. key, I, totally I was understand. like, I want it to happen. Yeah, like you want it to happen, but you're like, I will trample. I will stampede the fuck out of this bitch. Like, I'm not even playing. Like, I will so, run everybody over. <laughs> what happened was, is we actually got a little separated. I was in a big room, and she walked out that big room to a little hallway that was connected to other rooms. And she said, I was doing my own thing. And then I heard her say, come here. And then I came to her, and she said, I heard a whispering over here. So what did you hear? At that moment? I can't remember now. You just said you heard a whispering. So. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm trying to remember where we were on the third floor. We were, do you remember that big room where we saw, I saw feet and you saw a mass. I saw feet run behind that pole and you saw a mass move really quick in that room. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so that's another thing that I happened, do. by the way. I couldn't hear. See, this was so, this was what was so strange with the whispering is because you couldn't make out exactly what they were saying, but it was almost like a, like that. Mm-hmm. And mind you guys, by the way, it, when this was happening, nobody was down there with us. Right. It was just us. So in that room that I was standing in, I saw feet dart behind a, uh, a pole and she saw a mass move really fast in that room so clearly whatever was in that room did not want to be seen Um, because you saw that in that room i didn't feel anything out of that room we left that room and turned around and then i could see through into that room and i saw that mass and i was like what in the fuck was that (laughs) but she tells me to come out into the hallway so i do and she said she hears whispering so 
we're kind of just leaning on our senses as to where we're being drawn at this point. This is where we got probably one of the best pieces of evidence that we have, honestly, yeah. to, to this day. Um, I pulled out my phone. We were in a room. There's a ball in the room. I, I could, when you're, when you're in the pitch black dark like that, it looks like the ball is moving, but your eyes are kind of like adjusting still. So it's kind of weird. I turned on the flash and I turned on the video and that motherfucking ball was moving. Mm -hmm. And I have it on video. We will be showing that. I will post it. Don't worry. And there is an orb that comes. So when you first see the video, there's dust kind of flying around everywhere. There is one specific little part of the, uh, that goes like the dust is going one way and this little orb goes a different way. And when it goes, it goes out and then shoots straight up where all the dust in the very beginning just goes all the way, just starts blowing Mm -hmm. to the right. This goes to the right and then straight up. And it, when it goes, when it leaves the ball, the ball stops moving. Now to make this even fucking crazier, which is another reason why we talk about how we love that we have each other to validate each other because shit like this is insane. Where that orb went, I stopped recording on my phone because at the end of the video, if you listen closely, you can hear Becky say, you don't like to be recorded, do you? And I felt the same way. I felt that. I was like, he he doesn't want to be recorded. Listen, bitch. Because the ball, when the ball started moving, because you don't, like she said, you didn't know the ball was moving until she turned her flash on and the ball was definitely moving. Mm-hmm. And then she and I would like to also on. say that we did not move it. We did not move it. And even if you, it's just like my roommate said, she watched the video and she's like, there's no way you could have moved it. It's not moving like you would have moved it. It's moving very strangely. Like somebody was playing with it. Yeah. So when you got, um, when it started moving and you started recording it, I was hoping that we would get something. And then when it stopped, it was like, that's when we both got the feeling that it was like, it doesn't want to, it does not want to be recorded. So I turned my phone off. Oh my God. This scared the fuck out of me. So I turned my phone off. I put it in my pocket. I heard footsteps in the area where that orb went running at me. I did not say what was happening. I literally jumped back and grabbed Becky's arm and said, whoa. And she said, what did you? Oh my God. And then she got, I felt an ice cold breeze go by my calf and my ankles. Like something rushed past me. Like cold, like cold, ice cold wind just rushed past my, uh, my shins and my ankles. Right after I heard something run at me. So this would have been something real low to the ground. So obviously kid size, short, if it was that, you know, low, that that's all I felt really cold air, like rush, not a spot, like rush past me. Like something, like Casper said, something was running at her. She moved out of the way and it ran past me. (laughs) I literally jumped back and went, whoa. Glad that some bitch didn't run into me, but... Well, he ran at me. I was scared. Like, no. good. (laughs) But here's the cool part. So he did that. And I still, we still felt him in there. And I said, do you want us to follow you? And then we felt him fade away. 
we started walking down the hallway. She did you say you saw him peek out from a corner? Yeah. You saw him peek out from a corner. Yeah. We went into that room and when we looked around the corner, it looked real fucked up back there. Like there was a bunch of wood and it looked pretty destroyed. And I felt like he was back there, but when we got when we were turning around to leave, did you feel him rush past you or was it just me? That was just you. I didn't I feel felt it. him run past me like he went back out. Like we were we were playing with him. He was playing like hide and seek with us. Because we were trying to look, we were looking down when we were following him out into the hallway and we were looking in each room and the room that I saw him in, I saw him peek out of that room. We went in and then that's around the corner because there were some rooms that were, you know, they looked pretty, you know, the ceilings, the floors, or they just like was a bunch of stuff cluttered in them. Um, So yeah, that was crazy. That was a crazy experience. And again, uh, there's been, as far as I know, there's never been any substantiated claims that there was an actual little boy named Tim, Timothy, Timmy there. Uh, that's just always been the name of this little boy that people have come in contact with there. That's for as long as I've known, like I said, even from all the paranormal shows I've watched over the years, it's always been this little boy named Timmy. And it was just, I was, I was hoping we would get some kind of connection with him that night and we did we, we fucking played did. with him we definitely that was did fun um and right before we left that area third floor, right before right? we did yeah i saw a little shadow run on the outside of the like out in the what is it what would you call that like the porch area i guess um i saw a little shadow run by and i was like he's still He's still running around. He's still playing. But getting that was an amazing experience. Especially getting that ball on video. I was I'm shook by that. I don't even <laughs> I wish I would have recorded just a tad bit longer. We might have got those footsteps, but God, that scared the hell out of me. <laughs> and maybe not if he didn't want to be recorded. So that's that true, because as soon as I turned it off, that's it when he ran like, at me. That's when Yeah, exactly. That's when the activity happened because he didn't want it to. He doesn't like to be... If you guys eventually go there, he doesn't like to be recorded. If you want to spend time with him and play with him, don't put your... Don't get your phone out. Just be with him. Play yeah, with him. Some things will... You know, it's kind of one of those things where if you... At times, things are more likely to happen when it's just your own personal experience. So... You know, unfortunately, a lot of things you may not capture on camera or, or on an audio device or a recorder. It may just have to be something that you hold true to yourself. That was an experience that you had between you and that spirit, because a lot of times they they don't want to be recorded and they and they won't show themselves. And it's it's only something that you will personally experience. Um, do you want to talk about the second floor or the first floor? Because the second floor was the last floor we were on. The first floor is the body chute. Okay, uh, you can do the second floor. Talk about the second floor? Yeah. Okay, so the second floor was the last floor that we actually... I don't know why they did this. I don't know why we went 5, 4, 3, 1, 2, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, the second floor was the last floor that we 
investigated and only that was the nurses that was when we had that nurse ward. experience yeah that was the nurses ward that was the one uh back in 2010 when ghost hunters came there they had a lot of experience on the second floor they caught really intelligent evps on that floor because they had just opened up that wing and that's where they said they were getting a lot of activity like the spirits were actually wanting to communicate and uh they got a highly intelligent EVP. It sounded like three conversations happening at one time. So this was another floor that I was super excited about investigating. And we definitely, definitely had some experiences on this floor. We felt again, uh, cold. And this cold spot was almost like the place had air. In this it. one was crazy. It's, it felt like, an, cause when we first got there, remember we sat under, I was standing under an air vent I felt really cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember like that. Like on the when we walked past the gift shop in yeah. the hallway. That's what that felt like. But this in that part of it, obviously there was no air conditioning. No, that was not a vent. <laughs> um, it was very, 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 very cold. And she was standing there just talking about something, and I wasn't I wasn't leaving the room. I was just walking towards the hallway. And it literally felt like something grabbed my wrist and tugged. Like, it was like, don't leave. Like, kind of pulling me back. That made me really sad. Because whatever was there was trying really, really hard to communicate with us. And that didn't get any EVPs, didn't get any evidence of that. But we felt, whoever it was, it did, I straight up, it felt female. Um, But whatever... Whatever it was, it wanted us to stay. Like, she tugged on my wrist to stay. Oh, I did want to say something, too, real quick. What floor was the operating room on? That they still had the lights? Four. Okay. I felt energy coming from that room and felt very compelled to go into that room. But there was a fucking bat that was on X Games. (laughs) It was trapped. And he got trapped in the room. And he was literally dive bombing everybody's head that tried to go in that room. So maybe if you guys visit there, you'll have a better experience. But unfortunately, I didn't even get to go in that room well enough to have any experiences in there. I was trying Um, to actually stay in there and do something. But every time I'd start a recording, that thing would literally fly so close to my face that I was like, if this thing hits me in the face and breaks my glasses or... If we touch fit noses or whatever, I'm gonna get fucking rabies. Yeah, and like I can't, I'm no. not about that life. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just wanted to preface that 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 was a room that I did really want to go in, but bats. Um, so by the time we got to the body shoot, but wait, oh, there was wait. one more thing in the second floor. Oh, okay. So when I take pictures, but wait, there's more. Sorry. But wait, there's more. <laughs> when I take pictures, I take two or three at a time. Literally seconds apart. And the reason I do that, most of you are probably like, mm-hmm. The reason I do that is because if you can catch something in one picture and not catch something in another. It makes it more validated because you're like, I took this picture three times in a row. In one picture, this is here. In another picture, this it's not there. So it kind of helps validate what you're doing. I took, this was on the second floor. I took two pictures. One picture didn't have anything in it. And the next picture had a giant ass orb. Um, out of a window and the way that the orb is placed, it's peeking in like to the window. Now, obviously there's not a face, but 
it it's kind of weird that it's in the window and it kind of looks like it would be peeking in. But I'm telling you, this orb is huge. It takes up like the entire window. And it's pretty fucking awesome. So if I had not had my own personal experience with actually seeing a floating orb in person many years back, um, and I've told that story a numerous amount of times, uh, I would myself be skeptical of orbs. I, I can see why a lot of people are. Um, but this particular one, and we even got a couple at the reformatory, but this particular one, what made it even more interesting is that there was no window. It wasn't like, you know, if it, if it was light reflecting from the flash bouncing off of a surface to create that, it would be one thing, but there wasn't, there wasn't anything there. There weren't any windows, any glass. There was nothing in that entire room. So the, the, the window way, the, the frame that Casper captured this orb in, there's no mirror, there's, or, uh, window rather. So there's nothing there that would reflect this light. This is just an orb of energy that's manifested itself in this area. And it's kind of funny where it is because it's almost like it's, it almost like it looks like it would be a person. Like that's mm -hmm. definitely like somebody looking in or checking in. Um, kind of like checking on whoever was in that yeah, room. Yeah. More residual. Which actually reminds me. Like um, a nurse. Yeah, I like forgot. that would have been a nurse. We caught another EVP, which actually wasn't even technically an EVP because we heard it audibly uh, on the third floor. Uh, there's a moan. You can hear distinctly hear a moan and a footstep. Yeah. And like I said, yes, we caught it on, on my recorder, but we heard it audibly as well. And we were actually hearing footsteps most of the night. And it was weird because it wasn't even a step. It was a shuffle. They kept... They kept sounding like people shuffling their feet. Because anytime... We stayed pretty separated from the other people that were in our small group that they had separated. So most of those people kind of stayed on one end. One, one group stayed on one end, one group stayed on another end, and then we stayed on our end. So like where we were all at, we were pretty well separated from each other. And anytime we ever crossed by people with social distancing, of course, you could hear what footsteps sounded like. But we kept hearing, like, people shuffling their feet. And... It would come in one that, or twos. And that I didn't fucking understand. Because nobody in any of the groups was walking like that. Like, mm -hmm. nobody was walking. It, it literally was like something a kid would do. You know, like, if a kid... Like, you're telling a kid, like, come on! And pick they're up like... Your feet. And they're like... Sh pick up your feet. God, sounds like my mother. Um, Mine, too. And uh, <laughs> you're shuffling your feet along, because you're like, ah! You know, like, that would be something a kid would do. So nobody in that group was, was walking like that, or would have had a reason to walk like that. So that was really strange, because we kept hearing that throughout the entire... The fourth... The fifth floor, the fourth floor, a lot... The third floor, like, we kept hearing the, these feet shuffling, so that was really strange. So you know to get that distinct like? footstep. Every day I'm shuffling. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's a good song. It's got good feet. I haven't heard that in forever. Um, 
So now so we're down to the first, shoot. the first floor. So first of all, the first floor is where they have the haunt. So we kind of got a behind the scenes look at that. All the walls are painted. That was pretty fucking sweet. That was sweet. pretty crazy. That They're, was pretty sweet. The scene with the fake blood in the bathtub. She said ghost, or she said, uh, grave oh, it's like grave encounters. I'm like, bitch, really? And then I ran because <laughs> I didn't want her to hit me. <laughs> Because remember, there were creepy rooms with, like, actual tubs in them. And I'm like, this bitch had to say great encounters. Like, god damn it. Damn it. This time. Um. Grave encounters. No, not this time never. <laughs> like. Hey, at least it became daylight. <laughs> and we, we left. Terrifying. Um, so that was kind of cool. You did get to see, like, a behind the scenes of. Oh, the one, like, little break room where you could have a seat. There were coffins. I was like, oh, that's reassuring <laughs> the morgue was um, very small yeah the morgue was weird uh i didn't feel shit in the morgue either, it just was it was strange you. that a place where so many people would have died why you would have even had a morgue that small but i guess this is why the body shoot is so fucking haunted so let's talk um, about the body shoot because we know everyone wants to hear about the body most shoot. people know about the body shoot aka the death tunnel uh there were so many deaths during the time of the sorry guys. um yeah there's a plant there's actually a vine growing on alongside my house and when the wind blows or something moves it, it it knocks against the window. So it sounds like there's something moving along the window and there's not. So it gets Casper every time. I guess I'm just so used to it because this is my house. Um, Especially talking about this motherfucking body shoot. I know, right? God. So uh, <laughs> the implement of the body shoot, obviously there were so many deaths. If there was a death per hour, uh, you couldn't keep up with how many bodies there were. And you also didn't want... Uh, the live patients to see how many bodies were piling up. So they implemented this tunnel where they would basically have a pulley system that they would take the bodies in uh, the beds and they would roll them down this hill, down the chute that was under, uh, under the sanatorium. And then where it would come out, they would uh, put them in the hearse and then, you know, take them away from there so that that way uh, none of the live patients. So, you know, you couldn't store that many at one time, but also the live patients wouldn't see them. And of course it was cold. And in the winter time too, you know, for, um, refrigeration purposes too, to keep bodies fresh and, and whatnot. So, uh, everybody, every paranormal investigator, every paranormal show I've watched, everybody has had experiences in the body shoot in the death tunnel. Um, one of the more significant ones for me is that if you guys go back and watch the season seven, 2010 episode from ghost hunters where Brent was put in the death tunnel by himself. Fuck that. And he, Oh hell no, I would never go there by myself. Um, and he got the, he heard and got it on the recording of a yell and, uh, the door slamming. So, that has lived with me ever since. Um, so Casper and I go go there first. Uh, this we is the don't first even, time. We don't even get. We <laughs> barely get to the entrance of it because <laughs> you walk down a hallway, you go around a corner, and like there it is, and it's so fucking dark. There's a ridiculous echo, 
and it looks like it just goes on forever because you like go down the hallway and then it slopes down so it literally just looks like it's never ending so we don't even we literally just go to the entrance we don't even we don't even go down there and we're both booking it out we're both like no and so we walk out and we get we open the door shut the door yes down the mind you we shut that door we shut the door there's no doorknob on it. No. There was nobody in the there. Door. There was nobody where we were. No. We start walking down the hallway. We heard the door slam behind us. There was no reason why that should have happened. We looked at each other and I said, you want to go back? <laughs> yes. No. Yes. She went, no. No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so by the Spirit of Lizbeth Borden, um, we just got ourselves Literally. together. Literally. Oh, my God. And, uh... Let me tell you something. The second time I walked into that motherfucking thing, I walked. I went. I honestly, if you would have went with me, I would have walked all the way down that shit. I was ready. I was like, come spirits. <laughs> I was not. Uh... Except it's like when you get to that part where it slopes... It, it 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 freaks you out so 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 bad it especially just... because you feel so alone in there and the only thing that you can hear in that tunnel besides your own breathing and your own voice are cars you can't hear anything else in there it's just it's that quiet and uh well and it's just so Dark. I think that was the hardest. Part well, okay. For so me listen to this shit. I had my flashlight on, and I'm doing an EVP, and then I stop recording, and Becky looks at me, and she goes, "Do an EVP with the light off." She looked at me like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" I looked at her, and I was like, "The spirit of the Satan." <laughs> like the spirit of. But I didn't. The, here's the funny thing, though. I didn't question it. And I was like, "Okay." So I turned off. The well, because something kept telling me they don't want the light on. Mind you, I get these feelings. I, I start feeling things. I don't want to say I, I heard somebody say that to me. It was just a feeling well, that I had. why I didn't that question they did Because I was like, The yeah. feeling that I had was they don't like the light on in here. So guess what? They don't like the light on in here. I turned the light off. Started an EVP recording. I... Sp- I personally heard a moan. She didn't hear it. But all of a sudden, at the very... And we caught this on on my phone, but it is so fucking faint. Like, you have to have headphones on and concentrate really hard. You can hear a male, like, speaking, but it's all the way in the tunnel. Yeah, it it sounds like, like it's coming from all the way down at the end of the tunnel. And then I didn't hear this next part. Of what happened. I didn't hear it. Because at that point when we heard that voice. I said that. I said that's someone upstairs. And she said we can't hear anybody upstairs. Yeah. You wouldn't have been And I was to, like no. you have a point. So we started getting freaked out. So we started to leave. And then what I didn't the, hear. The footstep. Yeah. I could hear the footstep. We caught the footstep at the end of the EVP. And then when we were turning around to leave. I could hear the footsteps behind us. I heard about she, three footsteps behind us. I was like, okay, thank you. Um, we're sorry bo- and stay here. And she booked it. I had no idea what was happening because I didn't hear the footstep. And she's like running. And I'm I like, was like, okay, thank you. Um, and I was like, 
Why is she running? Why are you running? <laughs> Why are you running? And she goes, you don't hear the footsteps? And I'm like, bitch. And I started taking off because I didn't hear them, but I believe she her. She was like, footsteps. <laughs> like... And like, we ran out of there and yeah. <laughs> and then we that went. That was pretty much That's it. when we went to the more. Well, we went to go see the lobby. There was a bat trapped in there too, so we didn't stay there long. But we wanted to actually go back. Because I told her, I said, I want to go back before we leave. Like, our our last little to-do. So, on our way back, these three people walked out. And I am telling you, the energy that came off these people. No bueno. They fucked with something down there. And they even came out, all three of them were like, that was a bad idea. And I was we like, shouldn't have gone down there. What was a bad idea? What did you do? What did you do? The girl was like, we shouldn't have gone down there. That was a bad idea. I was like, what the fuck did you do? They stirred up some shit. They and you could tell. Down. And I was like, we're not going back down there. She said, nope. I said, no. We're not to me, it felt like they provoked something. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's scary. Look, it's very scary down there. If you're already scared, it would be a very scary experience. But the energy that they were putting off and the energy that we felt, mm-hmm. it felt like there was a provocation. And I did not want to be in the aftermath of that. We were right by the door that slammed. So when they were coming out, I could just feel so much energy coming from that door yeah. that I said, I don't want to. There, there would have been something on the other side of that door. And whatever, whatever they did, it, they, they agitated something. Yeah. And I didn't. And we, we did not want to be a part of that. I never felt, so I just want to preface, I never felt anything sinister or demonic there um oh i also wanted to say too i smelled a lot of different things now oh yeah you did building but i smelled rubbing um, alcohol yeah she smelled i smelled rubbing alcohol alcohol, sanitizing which would make sense this was a hospital um i smelled food and uh i wonder if that's why i got hungry that one time (laughs) Probably. I was like, I'm all of a sudden hungry. <laughs> I smelled food and I smelled uh like an old I don't somebody there possibly could have been wearing a body spray or something, but this smelled like an old aftershave. Yeah, but me and you like I never smelled old. that. And we stayed together most of yeah, the time. Yeah, but never I mean this that. this would have been like like you know, like like aftershave your grandpa would have worn like something really old like old musky aftershave now mind you again this is an old musty building and you do smell the woods and you do smell all of that but I mean there's very distinctive smells that you just know what that is and to specifically smell that in a place like this was yeah yeah I mean like hospital food you know, rubbing alcohol, sanitizing, musty, it, it just, musty cologne. It just, yeah, it was, it was very strange. I don't know if anybody's ever had experiences with smells there, but that was really, that was really strange. But it pretty much ran the gamut there as far as experiences that we had. That's, uh, that's, that's being touched, it, yeah. hearing things, smelling things, seeing things. Uh, it's still on my bucket list to see a full body apparition. And I say that every time we go somewhere because I'm, 
I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to see it. <laughs> I mean, I've come close enough, but yeah, those are those. I are want tough. to see a full body apparition. It'll scare the absolute hell out of me, but I want to see it. <laughs> Damn well, it. Well, it just depends because the partial apparition I saw, I didn't get scared. Uh, but I I told you that was Lorraine. Yeah. So that didn't scare it me. It really will depend was, on who it is. That was if reassuring. Yeah. Um, now, the one that freaked me out the most was the at the reformatory mm-hmm. because I thought that was somebody on the tour. And when I found out it wasn't, <coughs> I was like, oh my fucking God, I saw an apparition in the daylight. Like, that doesn't happen to many people. So no. that was really fucking crazy. Um, I'm yeah, still, I'm still were... shook about the fucking, of course, this is the reformatory, but I'm still shook about that whole fucking group of people we saw go in that area and they never came out. I'm, st- I'm, God. <laughs> you mean that person I saw? or the That three... whole group of people that we saw go back in there and then we went back in there and there was nobody oh, back there. Oh, those three people, the three people? One of them had a flashlight. And that was when we had that crazy-ass experience where we couldn't hear anything. Oh, yeah. There was literally at least three to four people that went into that area. And see, I he- think something happened, though. Something happened where either we didn't see them or we got turned around or something happened. I don't know. That night was rough at the reformatory specifically because I kept getting vertigo in a few spots. I, I had so... There was so much energy at that reformatory that it really fucked with me because that was one of the first times I had, I, I kind of overly opened myself up and I got vertigo twice. So that really threw me off. And if people have never experienced vertigo before, let me tell you. You had every right to have Woo! it go at that one point where we were at the top of the stairs and we didn't know, we couldn't see the bottom. That, that, that made sense. Was awful. That Because I thought we were going to fall. I thought I was going to fall. She goes, I said, do you want to go from top to bottom? And she said, yeah. I walked out. Nope. We're going from bottom to top. <laughs> I thought I was going to fall. Yeah, that was crazy. That was ridiculous. But, um. But yeah, go to Waverly. Waverly's awesome. Go to Mansfield. Mans- Mansfield's awesome, too. Did anything else? I think that was it. That was it. Nothing else happened at Waverly. Oh, by the way, there's no mirrors in the bathrooms, so. There are mirrors um, in the, uh. The uh, lobby. There were two for the for the haunt. That was for the haunt. But we, I saw yeah. a mirror and I was like, nope, no other place had mirrors. <laughs> so um, I'm looking away. No mirrors in haunted places. You guys know. Um, I super appreciate they didn't put mirrors I was in the bathroom. So happy they didn't do that. I really appreciated that. But yeah, that was uh, that concludes the uh, haunted tales of Waverly. Um, it was awesome. It was, it was awesome. I will, don't worry, I will post the video and I will post the picture of the orb that we got. Uh, those are the two most significant things that we caught besides the EVPs, which, like I said, email me at the podcast uh, email if you know a way I can change the recording to be able to post it. Because honestly, if I record it on here... It's not going to record correctly. Yeah, it's really faint, guys. And even from the actual recordings, I had to listen with my earbuds to really hear them. They're so faint. But a lot of EVPs are like that. On TV shows, when they play back the EVPs, you know, they've they've run those through sound equipment. They've they've turned the bass treble everything (laughs) all the way up. They've blocked all the background sound out. So, I mean, when you're hearing those on TV shows, those are professionally edited in 
We don't know how to do that. So, um, yeah, if anybody does, please email us. But we will definitely have the picture of the orb up um, because that's pretty substantial. And it's and, circled. Uh, like the it's, ball Yeah, and the ball moving. Also, watch for the orb by the ball by the as ball well. At the very end. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, I encourage people to go. It's definitely one of those places that if you're if you're an, uh, a paranormal enthusiast, if you're an empath, if you're a sensitive, if you're a medium, if you're into haunted spoopy stuff, if you're a paranormal investigator and you're just starting out, Waverly Hills is on your checklist for sure. There's, there's, it's, it's definitely one place you just, you have to go. Um, you know, I, I've got a couple more on my list, but I've, I've knocked off, uh, some pretty big three. Two, my two biggest, big threes. my two biggest was the Borden house and Waverly and I've done them. Yeah. My actual biggest, biggest is Transylvania, but that, that's oh going to be a while. I just want to live in Dracula's capital. Um, I think there might be something actually evil there too. So I'm kind of like, Neh. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I just want to live there. It's so pretty. I'll never forget. <laughs> Did you guys ever see a show called Scariest Places on Earth that was hosted by Linda Blair. Um, yes. They did an episode of, uh, of, uh, Transylvania Castle, and the people were showing up, and as they were walking to the castle, you can hear screaming. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, the Ghost Adventures episode there was ridiculous. I was like, the fuck? Please don't let there be anything demonic. I'd like that to be my new home. Thank you. Um, <laughs> knowing knowing our shit, we'd go there and we'd walk into the castle and be like, no, demons live here. Yep. Uh, <laughs> demons. I'm out. It's me, your boy. <laughs> yeah, my two next on my list are Eastern State Penitentiary and yep. um, Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Also, the Stanley Hotel is very large on my list. Oh, too. yeah. The Stanley for sure. Um, which people... Some people say they have experiences with Stanley, and other people say they haven't. So, I just... The Shining. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if I have no experiences at the Stanley at all, I'm totally fine. It's where they shot The Shining. So, I would just want to see it for that. It looks absolutely majestic. Kind of I mean, like why we went to the Reformatory and ended up having activity I mean, I was like, oh my long. god! Shawshank Redemption! And then a bunch of shit was happening. So, yeah, the reformatory was definitely a bonus, for sure. I wasn't... I I had a feeling something would happen. I had no idea as much would happen as it did. So, that that was a bonus in itself. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely... I encourage people to go, especially if you live close. If you're in Cincinnati, it's like... It's a two-hour drive. There's almost no reason not to go it's 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 very from where we live it's it was it's was it was kind of a no-brainer um because everywhere else what eastern state's gonna be a drive eastern states i think five hours trans-allegheny is four because that's in west i think mansfield was three that was three yeah so it's not too bad um but i encourage everybody to go to waverly hills it's 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 got to be on your list it's it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Gotta um, be good. And I cannot be. wait to go back to the daytime tour. I cannot. I want to do the daytime tour. I want to see what it looks like in the daylight. 
uh, I want to see if we have experiences in the daylight. I think we're, we're pretty well attached to that place now. So, um, that's the great thing about being an empath too, is that if you do have connections with certain spirits, uh, you've made that connection for life. So when you return to those places, you still have a connection with the spirits. There. I can't wait to go back to the Borden house. Yeah. I cannot wait to see those kids again. Like There's I a literally connection to that house now. I literally um a friend of mine for our 10-year friend anniversary are going to Salem next year, you know, if COVID calms the fuck down. And uh I told her we have to go to Fall River and she said she wanted to stay at the Borden house. I said we're staying in the same room because I want I want to I want to have experiences with those kids again like I want to experience those kids they were so sweet and Abby oh god (laughs) I was like don't fall she's about to fall off the chair um all right guys so that concludes that episode and uh we hope you liked it we hope you enjoyed it we hope it was spooky let's gather around the campfire and sing our campfire song (laughs) RCA Um, all right guys, so next ow. So next week is our true crime episode. And we will be doing it about Albert Fish. Yeah, this guy was (laughs) this fucked up. Uh yeah. So um I don't want to give too much away. Albert Fish is one. Let's just say that he's very interesting. Yeah. Albert Fish is one is that if people are real, real deep into serial killers and uh, like old school, old, old cases that not many people are too familiar with, this one is an interesting one. Um, I was inspired to do one about him. Um, I've, I've actually always been interested in Albert Fish. Uh, but what really got me into him was a 2007 documentary by none other than the amazing John Borowski. Oh my God. If we could ever get him on the podcast, guys, good Jesus. He's, he did the amazing documentary about Carl Panzeram. That was a huge basis of our podcast. Uh, there's so much history about Carl Panzeram in that episode. There's so much history about Albert Fish in this one. All of his He did an amazing one about H.H. Holmes. They're all on Amazon Prime. Um, He was known as the Gray Man, Albert Fish was. But yeah, this guy was something else. Uh, During the turn of the century, he was an elderly man. He was a cannibal. He was a sadomasochist. Uh, You know. He uh, abused and ate children. He, uh, you know, just normal things. Um, He... (laughs) He was something else. Um, I do that. No, I'm just kidding. Also, there's an amazing uh, podcast by um, Dan Cummins, the comic. Uh, It's called Time Suck. And uh, they're like two, two and a half hour long deep dives into just some crazy, crazy, crazy topics. And uh, he did one about Albert Fish. And it is crazy. Um, So... I'll be that, straight up. I had not heard of this guy before. Ours are our ours is not going to be two hours long. Uh, we're we're just going to cram some quick info in there about him. Um, but if you guys want to get a huge deep dive on this guy, uh, watch 
the 2007 John Borowski documentary, Albert Fish on Amazon Prime. That is an hour long. I'd watch that first just so you can get some visuals about Albert Fish or some great reenactments. But if you want to take a big deep dive into all the details about this guy, uh, watch the Time Suck episode on YouTube or uh, you can listen to it everywhere um, with Dan Cummins about Albert Fish because it's about two two and a half hours long and it's 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 crazy so we're gonna give as much information as we can but we'd like to have you guys hear our take on him because I've always wanted to talk about this guy he just to come from the era that he came from I mean what he did it would horrify people now I can't imagine how much it horrified people then I mean this was like this is like around the time of H.H. H. Holmes. This is pretty fucking crazy. So he will be coming next week. All right, guys. A word from our small sayer. Calm your... <clears throat> calm your body down. Oh, sorry. I just got attacked. It's okay. I'm sorry. That was like... I was, it was like, like right at that. You're like, I had it, and then no. Um. All right, guys. So the... uh. Tattoo Wax is already up for sale. Thank you for um, who somebody's already made a first purchase. So thank you. It's been great. We've already got purchases. I'm so happy about it. I'm using it myself. Um, I'm so happy that I'm able to bring a product to you guys that's way cheaper than any of the other competitors out there too. So if you have tattoos, please buy it. It's also just great on dry skin anyway. Um, you know, I've also got the body creams too, different ingredients, a little bit creamier and smoother on the skin. If you just need something for dry skin, those do come in different scents. So that's something fun to play with. Also bath bombs, guys, um, the pumpkin spice bath bombs are coming this week. Um, if I might've said they were going to be here next or last week, I'm sorry, but they're definitely going to be here this week. Um, the Lemonade Bath Bombs, the Lavender Body Scrub will be gone. So this week, Lavender Body Scrub out, Lemonade Bath Bombs out, Pumpkin, bath bo- pumpkin Spice Bath Bombs will pumpkin be Pumpkin Bath Bombs. I can't get it out. Pumpkin so Spice good. Bath Bombs will be this week. We're getting a jump start on it. Everybody's getting the Pumpkin Spice stuff out early. Why not us? It's a new formula this year, so we hope you guys enjoy it. Um, everything's on the Etsy shop, link in bio on the Instagram page at CURBD, calmyourbodydown.com is the website. And, uh, thanks. Thanks again, guys, for all the support. Um, and if you haven't already, my personal Instagram is, uh, at Becky Gremlin. So, um, come give me a follow too. So thanks again. Do it. Calm your body down. I heard a ding ding. That was my husband's phone. Oh, I was like, that's so cool. It was like perfect. I like text like, him at the exact same time. <laughs> um, so if you guys want to give us a follow on social media, we have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All that don't fuck with the original. Make sure to spell it out with the apostrophe or you will not find us. You can also subscribe and follow and, um, yes, subscribe and follow on Spotify, CastBox, Podcast. Podkeen, Podbean, Podcast Player, and Podcast Addicts. And for those of you who are listening, we are currently on Google. Yes, we are. We on are on Google, Google Podcasts, Podcasts because Yay! just an FYI, if you guys did not know this, Google Play is actually going away. I got an email the other day that told me Google Play Music is going away. They are getting rid of it. Um, 
I That's used to why... use Google Music a lot. Anybody yeah. out there that has an Android phone prior to me using Spotify, I used to use Google Music a lot Hell because yeah. it was free. Um, but they are doing away with it. So now... That's why Google Podcasts right. are the thing now. Um, and I think they have Google Music. Yep. It's, it's going to be... It's basically the same thing, but it's also going to be different. So if you actually go on Google... If you get the Google Podcast app... Or um, in, instead of having your Google Play, you can find us on there. We are on Google. Yes. Um, I am working on getting us on iTunes currently, but getting on Google, we are on Google. I will be posting links to that soon. Um, hey, we're getting one step further. So anybody out there with an Android phone, you can listen to us on Google Podcasts now. So give and us a follow over there, please. <coughs> I think I'm the quite real. If you have any questions, concerns, or just want to say hey, please email at dfwto8493 at gmail.com. I believe that's it. I think we're done. I have to pee. (laughs) Bye, guys.